Good day, welcome to the Chamber Podcast, our latest project in connecting with our members and in promotion of their products, services, and efforts in our community. Our series is proudly supported in partnership with Great White North Technology Consulting, Inc. And as it happens, our very first guest on this podcast is Paul Burnett, CEO of Great White North Technology. And today we're going to be discussing the importance of data privacy and protection and what businesses could do to better secure their data. Joining me, of course, today is Keitha Robson. Hi, Keitha. Hi, Cameron. And I believe we have Carmen Swartz. I'm here. Thanks, Cameron. Oh, there she is. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And of course, Paul, uh, why don't you give us a little bit of insight on on what Great White North uh, Technology offers at the, the residents of Timmins? Hey, thanks, Cameron. Thanks for having me. Um, yes, yeah, so Great White North, we are a managed IT services provider here in Timmins. Um, we essentially make sense out of technology for all types of different businesses across the region and, um, you know, across uh, different places in Canada, as far up as the Canadian Arctic. It's true, actually. You you have quite a bit of, you know, sort of well-represented presence within uh, Nunavut, I hear. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, we like going to remote places. We like to uh, put the different pieces of the puzzle together to make sense out of uh, different solutions. And it doesn't matter really if you're across the street from us or across the country. We uh, we have a standardized solution set that fits uh, all of our clients' needs. I know. And you know what? Sometimes traveling to those remote regions like Ferguson Road or Mahoney Road can, can really be hard on the mileage, you know, especially <laughs> if you're looking at broadband connectivity here in Timmins. I get it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, I know we have a few things to discuss, and obviously technology is really important as we see, uh, you know, new businesses get on uh, board. But, you know, before we even jump into that, let's talk about the pandemic, because, I mean, elephant in the room, right? Uh, what did the pandemic do to your business, and what did it do for your business? Well, I mean, everybody uh, needed to adapt, right? And uh, our clients were were also in the same type of scenario where they needed to still be able to do some work, Um not necessarily, you know, from the traditional office, but um, from essentially wherever they they were. And so what that looked like for us is we had a lot of uh, people which we needed to just get reconfigured so that they could access their office remotely and they could access their data, their line of business applications um, uh, from either, you know, a laptop that they have that they're just using work from home uh, and in some cases uh, just a home computer. So security was definitely a big concern. We wanted to make sure that when people were accessing all of the data and the applications from the remote locations where they were now, you know, uh, working from, that it was done securely. So we did a lot of uh, a lot of uh, changes to uh, that type of workflow for people, and in, uh, in order to get them still as productive as possible. So, Paul, you are our uh, IT provider as well. So, thank you for keeping the chamber office functional. Definitely. <laughs> it was very important uh, to us to be able to uh, keep supporting our membership during the pandemic. So, I want to thank you for, for setting us uh, up to make sure that we could do these types of projects uh, throughout the past year. But I have an interesting IT question, what I think is interesting. Yeah, go tell ahead. Me, tell me, since, you know, I'm sure you get hundreds of help desk requests each day from your various clients. What is the most annoying question that you get that is the easiest to answer? 
<laughs> uh, well, um, I, I don't, uh, I don't actually know, but the easiest one is to be quite honest with you. Um, I think that anytime that somebody's reaching out to us, it's, um, because they're running into some type of snag and, um, you know, the, the, the way that we handle our support requests is our clients, uh, could, email our help desk or they could give us a call and uh, our dispatcher um, goes through the uh, list of tickets and sorts them by priority and assigns them to the available techs that are, um, you know, working on, on, on the tickets that are presented, you know, for, for that day. And, um, you know, anytime that we see that there's a commonality, we see a lot of tickets coming in for similar issues. Um, what we do is we uh, take the time to have a look at it and say, hey, you know, is there anything that we could be changing or is there anything that we could be optimizing or documenting to um, try to minimize the type of uh, requests that we get for this? So a lot of it, uh, you know, happens with different types of applications because nothing is really perfect. Um, so, you know, we deal with application type issues. Um, some, you know, user uh, lockouts and stuff like that. Um, but uh, for the most part, uh, it's it's not necessarily uh, uh, all all the same request. So nothing like out of the ordinary, no like funny email names or ridiculous Wi-Fi names. Eh? <laughs> no, but you know what? People are getting um, smarter and uh, more informed, and they're um, able to filter out, you know, some of the emails that uh, come in that are blatant phishing attempts, which is definitely good. Um, you know, by getting smarter and getting more, um, I guess, informed and, and, you know, able to pick those out. We get a lot less requests for, you know, people saying, Hey, uh, you know, I need to change this, uh, uh, banking information or this password um, where they've just gone in and clicked on stuff accidentally and, so speaking of password, what would be the the most used? Would it be password or one two three four? What's the most popular? Um, the, 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 it's actually quite funny because there's a list of um, you know most used passwords year after year that typically gets published, and uh, you know you you would you would expect to see some very very simple ones, but there are also some that are a little bit uh, you know more relevant with you know who's the who, who's, um, you know, famous nowadays or, you know, the president uh, of, uh, of, of the actual uh, United States where, you know, they're actually picking passwords based on, based on commonalities like that. So it, um, it differentiates, uh, it changes quite a bit year after year, but there's always like the password with a one or, you know, the password with the uh, at symbol and, um, you know, they're just the generic passwords that people typically use when they get a new account created and they don't change. Um, right. You can probably hear so our keyboards as we're changing our passwords <laughs> while you're saying this. Like, oh, we shouldn't have the one at the end. That doesn't. OK. I just actually combined the top 10 and put them all into one password. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's actually I safer only if I you have multiple words. <laughs> it's actually safer if you have multiple words as passwords kind of all, all uh, combined together. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of, uh, a lot of weak passwords out there and it's best um, to have a password that you don't really uh, need to memorize that you could use, you know, third-party tool 
like a password manager or something like that. Because the last thing you want to do is pick the same password for multiple, uh, you know, logins or multiple services that you have. Um, so, I mean, typically in the past, if you look, you know, prior, uh, you know, 10 years ago, you know, IT made you change your password every so many days, right? And um, now what you're seeing is, you know, Microsoft is even changing how they do this to say, you know, it's not safe to have, you know, you change your password every 90 days because then you're more likely to pick a password that you can remember um, or pick a password that is, um, you know, just changed by a little bit. So, you know, in the case of like password one, well, then you would put password two or password three or password four as you now we're, to change it. Now you can hear us typing again and changing it yeah. the third time since the beginning of our call. Um, yeah. Do you mind if we shift a bit? I know that with the chamber, we are encouraging uh, our members to expand beyond uh, Timmins. And I know that you were able to do that. Would there be um, quick, you know, suggestion or words of encouragement for someone, a business in Timmins looking to expand beyond Timmins borders? Yeah, so definitely. So, I mean, one of the nice things in terms of technology is that you could make use sort of technology to really streamline your your business and and the way that it does uh you know promote employees or people um you know serving people outside of of the community um so we've seen a huge shift even you know with the different uh, line of business software that people are using they're going more towards an online platform so like for you know your accounting software for instance um there's a huge shift to getting everything all uh you know, hosted online. Same thing with your day-to-day stuff like your emails and your documents and, you know, the, the days of having everything all stored on, you know, one server or multiple servers in your office and having to physically be at the office to be able to access that or to be able to go in and, you know, do your payroll. Uh, that's, there's been a huge shift to, to online for that. Um, even with some of the, you know, Microsoft products, um, we we've really leveraged Microsoft uh, 365 ourselves with our client base to make use out of, you know, OneDrive and SharePoint online to get as much of that stuff uh, on the cloud as possible. And then, you know, getting it uh, backed up and uh, secured and, and protected as well, because that's another very key component here is, uh, you know, the more things that you're, loading up in these types of services, you want to make sure that they're protected and that they also, you know, exist somewhere uh, outside of that specific cloud service. Absolutely. You know what? I just microchips everywhere. I can't wait till they invent something that I can just simply swipe my hand. I'm, you know, it, it probably already exists, but unfortunately that comes to the end of our time today, Paul. So, you know what? Thank you so much for the snapshot on on tech and, and why we should really be thinking about it, especially as we move, uh, you know, deeper into the uh, AI world, say, for example. Yeah. Well, great. So that concludes our first podcast. Uh, you know, how, how did you like that? Did you enjoy it out there? The chamber staff in your ear? Uh, <laughs> if you wanted to showcase uh, any of your products or services, uh, you know, certainly let us know. Uh, special thanks to Paul Burnett uh, and to Great White North Technology Consulting for uh, supporting our first ever project, uh, you know, right here, the Chamber Podcast. Uh, special thanks to my colleagues as well, Keitha. Keitha, you still there? I'm here. And what about Carmen? Yes. I just want to thank Paul for not laughing while he says, have you checked the power button? 
2021 continues to be a struggle. All right. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me.